Another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. I am your host, Krista Kokot, a self made entrepreneur, married for 25 years, mom to two amazing grown men, author, extreme dog lover, speaker, currently living my passion as a life coach for women, helping them rediscover their identity, heal emotional baggage, stop the cycle of people pleasing so they can find purpose beyond traditional roles. Each week on the Love of Purple podcast, I share success stories and techniques from myself and other entrepreneurs and experts showing you exactly how you can live a life filled with passion and purpose. Are you guys ready? Let's get to it. I had put everybody else's needs and wants before my own, neglected myself for years until I didn't even know what I liked, what I liked to do. And this is the thing, you guys, we can go in and out of this. Sometimes we go, I totally got this. I know what I like. And then it slowly morphs into what everybody else likes and what everybody else wants you to do. And then you've lost yourself again. You guys, this is another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. Glad that you are here. Thank you so much. Please, please, please remember to share this on your social media. Take a picture of it, post it on your Instagram, put it on your Facebook, wherever it is that you um, hang out on to help more people. The more people that can hear this, the better because then they will have tools and tips and ways that they can move forward in their life as well. You may want to grab a piece of paper and a pen or bookmark this or, you know, screenshot it when it, when I say something that you're like, Oh, I want to hold on to that one. Oh, I want to grab that one. I'm going to be asking you a bunch of questions to help you re-identify yourself. There's this beautiful quote about you're, you're not lost. It's not like you're a $20 bill on the ground and someone comes along and goes, Oh, I found you again. You're not lost. What you have lost is your identity who you truly are at the core. This is a lifelong thing, you guys. But the more you can understand yourself and know who you are and understand who you are and how you work and all your ins and outs, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fantastic, all of that, the more you're able to bring your best forward and you will attract people of the same nature when we do that. So, I talk about this because this was something I struggled with for years was the lack of identity, the loss of myself for numerous reasons, which I'll go into, which I think some of you might be able to relate to, but it's also something that's been brought to my attention a lot in the last couple years from many of my clients is I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know what I like. I don't even know what I like to do. And so that's why I want to tackle this topic. That's why I'm so passionate about bringing this to you because this is the core of what I do as a coach is self-awareness, figuring out who you are and not what the world wants you to be or who your partner wants you to be or who Auntie Susan wants you to be, but who you truly are at your core. So here is what we're going to do. You ready, friends? Why? do we experience a loss of identity? First of all, let me know if you are somebody that is sitting in this place right now where you're like, I'm not exactly sure what I like, what I want to do, where I want to go. Or maybe you're feeling a little discontentment kind of sitting where you're at with your job, maybe with your relationships. And you're thinking, I just, 
I'm not happy. I'm not completely happy anymore. You wake up just going, I feel discontent. That's the word. You feel like you're made for more. You feel like you've lost your purpose or you still have it a little bit, but you know, you know, you're, you want more. That's where I've been. And I continue to be there. And when I thirst for more, when I thirst for change or growth, that's when I start looking and I am asking myself, myself a lot of these questions is where am I not happy? What do I need to do? How do I figure that out? Blah, blah, blah. All these different things that I'm going to give you in, in a second here. But one thing I want to just make really clear to you is how we come about losing that. It's not like we lose us. Okay. We're still in there. We are still inside of us. We just lose the core of who we are because here's the reasons why and see if any of these resonate with you. We've put everyone else's needs before our own. Hello, people pleasing. Hello, overgiver. Hello, nurturer. Hello. <laughs> All of this making sense to you? We focus on others and making sure they're happy and neglect ourselves over and over and over. We fail to recognize when our own inner self is saying, hey, take care of me, take care of me. No, 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 no. For numerous reasons, we minimize who we are and what we need, but we take care of everybody else. So in my coaching that I do with my clients, we do a lot of work on the inner child. And that's the person that we've neglected, we've left, we've said, hey, everyone else comes before you, we'll see you later. We've done it for numerous reasons, like I said, survival mode, trauma, learned it um, at a very young age, society, our caretakers taught us that, that for myself personally, if I was to take care of myself, it was selfish. I'll never forget, I remember my dad clearly saying it to me, not meaning harm by any means, which a lot of parents don't, but it did. And it sunk so deep within me that I thought I was selfish. But it was when I found my birth mom and guys, listen, I was 30 years old and I still let these words permeate into me until I was able to go, wait a second, that's not even true. <laughs> that's actually completely the opposite, but it's how he felt. So he put it on me and I took it as the Bible truth because how many times do we allow other people's truth become ours when it's not? And that's a whole nother belief and values podcast episode. So I said, I'm going to take some time and get to know my mom, like my birth mom. And he said, well, that's very selfish of you <laughs> because ABCD, he had his own reasons. And I remember going, oh yeah, it probably is. Yeah. I mean, there was tons around this. Uh, however, that one comment, I went, yeah, it is. And I took everything that I was going to do for myself as selfish. And I know that many of you out here think the same thing, that if you take even five minutes for yourself, you think it's selfish. Guys girls, everybody out here listening. <laughs> I say this all the time. You cannot take care of everybody else if you're not taking care of yourself, right? So whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Okay. So that's one reason is we take care of everybody else. We put our needs on the back burner. We're like, we don't matter. Everyone else comes first. And as a people, as a recovering people pleaser, or if you're as somebody that has people pleasing patterns, this comes in really deeply because you get your validation 
and you get your affirmation and you need that external, you need people to need you in order to feel worthy and accepted. Mm-hmm. I've gone down there before too. So if that one hits, you let me know. Okay. The next reason is we've become very disconnected from our thoughts and our feelings. We may commonly use alcohol, food, technology, shopping, sex, um, maybe diving into relationships as coping mechanisms so that we do not have to feel any slight uncomfortableness. So I want you to ask yourselves, how many times do you reach for your phone? Do you reach for a snack? Do you grab a cigarette? Do you grab a drink? Do you grab a joint? When you even feel slightly uncomfortable. Oh, this is a hard one. This is a tough one. (laughs) When I was going through my grieving process with my dad, alcohol was my choice. It numbed all that feeling. These things that we do keep us from knowing ourselves at the deepest level because we don't allow ourselves to be curious and ask ourselves, how are we really feeling? How are you really doing? We know. Let me just tell you something. You guys know how you're doing. You do. All of you out there do. I know you do. You guys are smart. You're wise. You've got wisdom. You've got an intuition. You've got gut. We all have it. You guys know how you're doing. You just don't take the time to get quiet to ask yourself, how am I really doing? Instead, we reach for those things that numb it and suppress it. Perhaps you've lost your identity through life transitions and changes. Mothers, hello. Fathers that stay at home. I know I lost myself. I completely lost who I was when I became a mother. I'm like, I'm just a mom. Don't know who Chris is anymore. I had to take the time as my boys got older to go, what do I love? What do I like to do besides being a mom and staying at home? Right? How many of those of you out there are going, yeah, that's me. A divorce will do it. You've got to redefine who you are after divorce. You're no longer a married woman. Retirement. (laughs) Oh, I've seen this over and over and over again. Or I'm getting to retire and I'm scared to death because this job is all I've ever known. A job loss, right? How many of that, how many, how much of this happened in this last year where people lost their job and they're going left going, Now what? I don't even know who I am without this job. I've had this for 20 years. I saw it happen numerous times. Death of a loved one. That was one of mine as well. My dad died suddenly in a car accident. I was so codependent on that man that I had to relearn who I was without him. And that can happen in any situation, in any type of relationship. Other traumatic events can cause you to lose yourself inside your identity. 
especially if they're related to your roles. So mothering, sometimes a job can define you if you own your own business that defines who you are. You guys might be able to, you know, have your own thing that you're thinking about right now that you're like, yeah, that is absolutely defining who I am. So just keep that in mind. Now, the other thing that also can happen is that we feel ashamed or unworthy um, and we bury parts of ourselves. Maybe we were told that they were bad, they were strange, they were ugly, they were what's wrong with you, stupid. Um, maybe you joined like a chess club at school and you loved it, but someone said that's what you know all the nerds do or it's not cool to join the chess club. And so you quit it and you felt shame and you felt like you were a nerd, quote unquote, extremely smart. Uh, perhaps it has something to do with your sexual orientation that you were never allowed to come out and actually share what you actually were feeling about yourself. You were trying to fit in in a society. It was a square peg down a round hole. For me, it started at a very, very young age where I just began to morph into what everybody wanted of me, something different. I was really good. I talk about this often. I was a professional chameleon. And I, again, learned that at a very young age, like four or five, where I would morph into whatever crowd I was in. I would read the crowd, really good at reading the crowd, really good at reading the people, really good at reading faces, reading energy, feeling the energy, not knowing any of this, you guys, until later on in life. However, it was a coping mechanism. It was a survival mechanism at the time. And so I was really good at becoming and fitting in wherever I needed to. So I needed to dress a certain way and act a certain way or do a certain thing, say certain things, not say certain things. And after years of doing that, completely lost who I was. I became what everybody else wanted of me or so I thought. So that happens very, very, very commonly. And that's who a lot of people are attracted to me because that's who they are right? Because like attracts like. So if you are somebody who has lost your identity through any of these modalities, through any of these, you know, uh, things that I talked about, I have come up with some questions to help you find your identity again, find out who you are. And these happen today. I said earlier on in this episode that there's still days where I go, okay, Jessica, <laughs> Who matters most to you? Who are my support people? Who do I want to surround myself with? What kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to show up in this world? How do I want to do that? So here are some great questions to start with, okay? You guys ready for this? I'll ask you like six or seven, and there's a ton more. If you want to go deeper on this, is if, if this is something that you feel you are stuck in, know that there's help and I can help you with this. Just feel free to reach out to me. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching around this exact thing, um, figuring out who you are. So here's some of the, here's some simple questions is what are my strengths? What am I good at? What am I naturally good at? And if you are sitting there going nothing, I don't know because sometimes that can happen when we were really in a dark place. We're like, I'm good at nothing. <laughs> that inner critic here, here's another one. Listen to what that inner critic is telling you when I ask you that. What is that inner critic coming up? We all have an inner critic that comes in. 
I like to name her. Mine's name is Gertrude. And that's another thing I get my clients to do is name that inner critic. When you can name that person, when you can name that voice, we can become friends with it. I know, you're going, what? It's true though. You have to become, and just normalize it because it is so normal and take their power away because we're giving that inner critic too much power and that's what's keeping us from moving forward. Whoa, another rabbit trail I just went down. Okay, so what are your strengths? If you are like, I got none, I want you to ask someone really, really close to you that you trust and that you admire and that you respect. Ask them, what are my strengths? What would you say are my strengths? Because sometimes we don't know them. We literally don't know them and outside people can see them long before we do, okay? Because we're really good at seeing like our bad things, right? Um, what do I like to do for fun? What do I like to do for fun? What new activities am I interested in or am I willing to try? This can be a tricky one for people. I don't know. I have no idea what I like to try. Okay, think outside the box. What would you like to try? Go back to when you were a child. Think back to when you were a kid and go, what did I love to do then? What did I love to do? Did I love to get on my bike and just ride around in the neighborhood? Did I love to ride on the streets? Did I love to walk in nature? Maybe try that again. Did I love to color and paint? Try that. Guys, I've been doing that for a long time now. I've been painting for, you know, a couple of years. It is the most therapeutic, awesome thing. I, there's no perfectionism in there. It's just I do abstract. My whole family does, actually. It's amazing. What or who gives me comfort? Where do I feel the safest? Ask yourself that. What is my biggest failure? What was one of my biggest failures? See, part of the identifying who we are is also identifying the things that didn't go right. Our darkest, our darkest points in our life doesn't mean we go back and stay there, but it does mean we have to acknowledge them because we have to acknowledge all the parts that are great as well as all the parts that are like, they, they call them shadow parts, accepting the parts of you that you maybe don't love. However, that's part of accepting yourself. What am I passionate about? What am I absolutely passionate about? Okay, for me, if someone was to ask me that, which they did years ago, people. I love helping people. I love being in contact with people. That is a passion of mine. Now, did I know at the time what that looked like or, you know, how it was going to unfold? It was when I was getting out of hairdressing. So I was in that for 14 years, working with people, making people happy when they walk out of my salon. And I was transitioning into another one. I'm like, I love people. I want to, I, you know, I want to stay with helping people. That's all I knew. That's all I knew at the time. And that's okay. And then what I did was I started diving down different jobs. I worked at an insurance company, working nine to five at a desk, quickly figuring out that was not what I liked. So figuring out and understanding what you don't like to do will also clarify what you do like to do, right? So I remember sitting across from my life coach 10 years ago and he goes, so what do you like to do? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, okay. I said, well, I do know this. I don't like sitting at a desk. He's like, perfect. That's where you need to start. You can start with what you don't like. So make that list. If you can't figure out what you're passionate about, figure out what you're not passionate about. Figure out what you don't wanna do. 
which will lead you ultimately around a stepping stone to what you do want to do. What's your happiest memory? What is your happiest memory? What are you grateful for in this exact moment? When you're feeling down, you like to be what? So these are just some of the questions, you guys. I've got about 30 that help us identify a little bit more of who we are. And these change, y'all. These change over years. They change as you change and as you grow and as you morph and as you re-identify yourself, right? There's trauma, experiences, job losses, family losses. As you learn more about yourself, what may have stressed you out earlier in life doesn't stress you out anymore. Or maybe what didn't stress you out does stress you out now. Maybe you were totally fine in relationships, but something happened to you in a relationship and now you have anxiety around opening yourself up to somebody again and loving somebody again or allowing somebody to love you right so these change all the time you guys and we just have to continually be thinking about them and talking about them and writing hi writing and then doing the work For you to figure out what you like to do isn't going to happen by you just sitting on the couch. You need to take action, one small step in the direction that's pulling at you. These don't happen overnight. This is a work in progress. Just like life's journey is a work in progress, right? But just know, you guys, it's very, very normal to feel one day you wake up Or maybe you're on day 472 where you're like, I don't know who I am. I'm so done not knowing. Or I want to be more than just a mother or a father or an employee or a boss or an entrepreneur. I want to be more than that. And that's okay to feel that. It just means time to to start digging a little deeper. Okay. That's that, y'all. Please let me know if this resonated with you. Reach out if you need any help, and I would love to chat with you. Okay, guys, until next time. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Love and Purple Podcast. If you loved this episode, could you do me a solid and leave a loving review and rating? Take a screenshot of it and share it onto your favorite social media platform. It's super helpful for getting this podcast out there and heard by more people. If you'd like to connect with me and chat in depth with anything that's going on in your life, you can find me hanging out over on Instagram at I am Krista Kokot. Send me a DM, let me know who you are, and I'd love to chat. Thanks again for listening, guys. Oh, it's, oh, it's.